Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Today, today is the 4th of July, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I am, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Nick. The first weekend of free agency in the NBA has come and gone. The Detroit Pistons made a few made a few little splashes, if I do say so myself. May have been in a in a three inch puddle, but a splash is a splash nonetheless. Before we jump into all of that, what do you got cooking up for us over at the Athletic this week? Uh, I got I predicted the depth chart after the first weekend uh, of free agency, so we'll get into that. And I'm going to have a summer league guide for you guys on Wednesday or Thursday where I just kind of make note of what I'm looking for or going to watch for from the key contributors. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And then I leave for Vegas Wednesday. Pistons play Saturday and Sunday while I'm out there. Um, so I will have content from Vegas as well. Yeah, by the time we do next week's episode, we'll have two games to talk about, which is pretty exciting. Um, in this, in the spirit of summer league, you actually just got back from summer league practice. You got your first in the gym impressions with like Asar and Marcus Sasser, all the new guys. I saw you talking to James Wiseman and Jarrett Jack, who, by the way, is the summer league head coach. We found that out a few days ago too. Really exciting. I'm pumped for summer league, dude. Because of one name that I saw on the roster, who's not going to be on the team, and it's fine. I'm I'm only excited because I get to watch him for like five games. Who is it? Uh, the French kid. I don't know. Xavier Simpson. Are you a Spartan or not, dude? I he's like there are a few Michigan players in my life, like in football, Roy Roundtree was like he was just he was sick. I knew I like even though he was a Michigan guy, he was sick. Jordan Kovacs was great. And then for Michigan basketball, I think Xavier Simpson is the only guy that I've ever been like. He's 
nice. And even though my draft my draft track record is is spotless, admittedly, I did think Xavier Simpson was going to be like a career-ish Smith guy. That did not happen. But good for him. He's still mm. he's still on his journey. Still, he's still he's still going along. Shout out to Xavier. Yeah. Uh yeah, we were in the gym. They were done with practice when we get in there. Monty Morris was in there. Uh, talking with Monty, Cade was in there, Isaiah Stewart was in there. They got shots up after practice. Um, yeah, it was. There's not much to take away. I, sh- I I usually don't even like posting videos during this time of the year because everybody will be like, "Stu's shot looks different. He looks good." I'm like, "It's the same shot. It's the same <laughs> shot." Uh, everybody wants to dissect like 15 second clips. It's it's everybody's starving. I even though basketball just ended, but. Yeah, it's it's funny, but well, with Cade but, putting up shots, at least those videos that that makes sense why we're excited. I guess, but he's it's just him shooting. I don't know, like there's nothing, there's no bearing on what he's going to do when there's five guys trying to stop him. I tell you what, even if somebody's jumper did change, John Beeline's he can't be the scapegoat anymore. He's not here. You're gonna have true. to blame someone else. That's sure. That's very true. And they don't know who to blame. They don't know the names yet. That's true. Just never report who the shooting coaches are. I don't even know yet. Um, yeah, so, was, yeah, Cade was getting shots up. Wiseman's been here most of the summer. I think a lot of those guys have, to be honest with you. So, yeah, quick little gear up before we go into hibernation for a few months. But it is certainly summer league time. But before we do that, your first – what? What's your initial reactions to I we haven't really talked about free like I don't they didn't sign anybody but the their moves this weekend what was your initial reactions ecstatic and admittedly one of my first reactions was related to Killian but I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit so I won't start there um but for me like my basketball career, like my journey as like a guy who you know watches and, and talks about basketball on camera or or in written form started with the Nets technically because that was my first paid job was writing for the fan-sided site for the Nets. So Joe Harris was one of those guys that I quickly became like, okay, him and Karis LeVert are like my non-Pistons guys. I really like them. Um, And, you know, even though he did kind of have a fall from grace with the fans, it's like he's still a guy who's going to play 60 to 75 games a year. He had, what, a foot injury like two years ago that he only played like a quarter of the season. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but he's still going to give you 43% from three. And I think... You know, it being an expiring deal, it's like, dude, you gave up nothing for that. And he's nothing, if not like the the flamethrower potential that Joe Harris has had over the last like three to five years. I'd say five years is probably pretty fair for him. Like he so can catch. Career. Not his whole career. He's a shooter. It's what he does. That's why he's in the league. He, I mean, he didn't play as much early in his career, but yeah. Kenny Atkinson unlocked something in him where he can catch like 15 points in like five minutes, which for most guys isn't great, but you know, He's, well, not that it's not great. You know what I mean though? Yeah. Listen, uh, they, they also traded for Monty Morris, gave up nothing. Um, shout out to Flint. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this. <clears throat> I, 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 I understand from the pan, the fan perspective, everybody, people wanting a splash to be made, right? It's fun. It's exciting. I get it from a fan perspective, right? But to just completely dismiss that they got better this weekend because the names aren't big names, 
and uh, they use their cap space that way. It's just, it's just you're not being genuine, genuine, right? Mm-hmm. They added two guys who are NBA players who have been NBA players for several years and will upgrade the roster. Said it on this show. Said it in written form. Whether they signed Cam Johnson, Jeremy Grant, Harrison Barnes, the success of this team was gonna is always hinges on Cade and or Ivy and or Duran, right? That's what it comes down to. I'm old enough to remember when I guess we'll go here. Like obviously people are upset they didn't get Cam Johnson, right? And I and I'm not just saying this because they got they didn't get Cam Johnson. I wrote it in the piece right before free agency. I'm not giving I'm not giving a guy thirty mil or north of that that doesn't play sixty games a season and is a third or fourth option. I maybe I'm misreading it or but for it sounds like to me that like Cam people think Cam Johnson's like Jesus. <laughs> just the way they're talking about him, right? So mm-hmm. He's a high-end role player. That's what Cam Johnson is. He's a high-end role player. I think he's a good defender. He's not as great as everybody thinks. He's a really great shooter. Something the Pistons need. I'm not negating that they need that. I'm not giving $120 million. Remember, the Nets got him for 27. If the Pistons wanted him, they would have to go up into the 30s. I'm not giving $120 million to a guy that can't play 60 games and is a third or fourth option before I know if I have star players. I'm old enough to remember when the Pistons gave Langston Galloway, Boban Marjanovic, and John Luer a combined $80 million <laughs> before they had a star on their team. That did not work out well. So the Pistons used the trade, and also free agency is just going to be different from here on out too. Like I think we saw it this year. The guys who are legitimate max guys – likely aren't going to hit free agency as often. The way to build your team is through trades, having the contracts, the assets to do so. That's going to be the new way. Otherwise, you're like the Houston Rockets and you're overpaying a bunch of guys really quick. And so there's like 50-50 of fans, I've noticed, 50% like they understand, they like that they made smart, smart moves in terms of keeping flexibility while still getting better, even though it's not the big splash, right? Then there's the other fans that at least respected Houston trying to go for it, whatever that means, right? The Pistons have tried to go for it before in similar ways, and it's backfired. That's how you end up having to keep rebuilding over and over. I can tell you right now, I will eat the microphone I'm talking to if Houston makes the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. They just spent $200 million not to make the playoffs. You don't want that. (laughs) You don't want that. I understand it's cool, the big flashy names – an inefficient young team just added two inefficient players in Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks and Jock Londale. Like, this is – that's what happens when you are impatient, and that's going to blow up in their face. I think it will. Um, and even if it doesn't, they're not making the playoffs this year. I can name 11 teams better than the Rockets already. And if they do make the playoffs, it's because Jalen Green – is yeah. ridiculous or Jabari Smith's ridiculous or Shangoon's ridiculous, right? Yeah. So for me, as somebody who has lived in Michigan my whole life and while I grew up a Clippers fan, like followed the Pistons closely, I've spent the last decade watching them do what Houston did. 
overpaying because they could, even if it doesn't make sense. I already know this fan base would have been livid if they gave Jeremy Grant $165 million. It would have been livid. Yeah, no, 100%. And I got to tell you, like, I only agree because if you look at the four players that Detroit has brought in in the last three weeks, right, two including the draft, there have been zero outgoing players. And the four players that have come – and the only reason I include the draft guys is because the Pistons did – They're new additions. Well, and because they did trade up to get Sasser, and I think a lot of us were expecting in the event that they do trade up that somebody would be outgoing. You know what I mean? And that didn't end up happening. So if you look at those four guys – just on paper, the Pistons did get ostensibly better. And I think the Houston comparison is the right one because the alternative is you do have a lot of cap space and you see, oh, well, the Rockets just gave Dylan Brooks $80 million and they gave Fred VanVleet $130 million. It's like, why couldn't we go out and do that big thing? Uh, we did. We did that 10 years ago. It was Charlie V and Ben Gordon. That's what the Houston Rockets just did. You know what I yeah. mean? And I- I'm, I'm, I'm really with you on this. I, I also think... It's one of those situations where I agree with the people who are frustrated that, like, it does kind of feel like it's been, like, three years now that we keep being told we're maintaining financial flexibility for next summer. Like, we keep hearing that, and the can keeps getting kicked down the road. So I do agree with them there, but then you have to contextualize it, right? You got to think about it. And you can do what Houston just did, or you can wait for your core to actually play together because the most three important players on this team in terms of the future haven't played a ton of games together in Cade, Ivy, and Duran. So I think a season of figuring out what works for them, what complementary pieces do they need, run it back next summer. You know what I mean? That is what I'm on board with. So it's like... Or at the trade deadline. Or at the or trade deadline. Or later on this summer. Like, yeah. This weekend isn't the end-all, be-all. Um for adding players, and I'm, I believe the Pistons will do a trade or two before the season starts. It is. Listen, I, I want to, I want to be sympathetic to people who just want their basketball team to be good again. I understand that. Like that's not what, that's not what this is about. What this is about is this organization is in the situation it is now for two things: they haven't drafted well, and they've overpaid role players without having a star. That's how you end up in a spiral for 20 years. That's those two things are how you end up in a spiral for 20 years. We think they've started to draft well since Troy. We like these guys. We need to see if they're going to, any of them are going to be stars. I believe Cade will be a star, but he hasn't done it yet. Right. Mm-hmm. But even with that, you're not tying yourself down just because, oh, we need a stretch four or we need a three. Like, that's what this team is missing. No, 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 no. Yes, they're they're missing that. But they're also missing a star. And it's hard when you look at Dallas, for example, right? They're screwed with their roster because Luka got too good too fast. Then they started making moves that they shouldn't have made and they put themselves in a weird financial spot, blah, blah, blah. You need to make sure your guy is – you have a guy before you start doing that. And I'm not saying that they don't want to be better next season. They still do want to be better. These these moves show that, by the way. These four players show that they want to be better. They show that. But they want to be better because they're 
guys that they've drafted, the stuff that makes a, found, a, a franchise sustainable, a la Denver, a la Toronto, because they drafted well. That's why, and these guys developed. That's why they expect it to be better this year. Cade missing all last season probably set that back just a little bit, but if he comes back and he's fine, I just I don't think the the gap is as big as people really think. Um, Phoenix, when they made an eighteen win jump or whatever it was, like their team at that time wasn't much different than how Detroit's is. I, I if Cade is what I think he can be, why can't they make the OKC leap? Um, like it's not that it's not as far as it seems if one of these guys are legitimate stars then you start building the pieces around them um in the meantime the pistons clearly needed three add three point shooting they did that we already talked about joe harris monty morris he's from flint so you know he can shoot he's a career 39 percent three-point shooter on good on ball defender to go with sasser a good shooter good on ball defender Joe Harris used to be a better defender. He's not as terrible as people make it seem to be. He can be serviceable on that end, right? But he's he's here for a loan. It's a loan. Um, I think I'm not saying the Pistons had a home run offseason. I'm not saying they had a terrible offseason. I think they had a fine offseason so far. They got four players, two young, two veteran, that make that upgrade them. So look, let's look at it like this. Monty Morris is better than Kojo. Mm-hmm. Monty Morris is better than Killian. Mm-hmm. The only reason, the only reason Kojo played last year is because Cade went down. Cade's back, so you have two guys in the backcourt who jumped the two guys who played the most point guard minutes last year, right? Joe Harris for this team is better than Diallo, Eugene, R.J. Hampton. Uh, who else am I missing? In terms of Hamadou, he's gone. I said Hamadou. So okay. for this team, what they need, Joe Harris is an upgrade. Osser, Asar fixes the – I don't know if he'll be ready right away, but his prototype was exactly what they needed to add. They did it. And I've noticed people, too, say, like, this roster doesn't make any sense. I don't really get that. Like, other than what already has been the Wiseman and – Bagley dilemma like where else doesn't it make sense because they have more good players so you're like wondering how where do the minutes come it's like oh well they're gonna play the best players that's what you a team that just won 17 games I'm surprised people are upset that there's competition for spots right so that's a that's a that's a healthy and constructive way of looking at it I think yeah, yeah. I, so I, maybe even if Joe Harris doesn't start the year in the rotation it's good to know you got a 43 percent three-point shooter on ice right even if uh, even if um, Allstar isn't ready off top, you know you got this three and D wing like waiting in the wings. Even if uh, Boyan isn't hitting shots or he's he's starting to look too slow, you have Livers you can put in. You have Allstar you can put in. You have uh, Burks you can put. Like there's, they legitimately have like ten NBA players. They're not all fully developed, but I would be surprised if. 10 of these guys either have played the league in a long time or will play in the league for a long time. That's a good thing to have. And the cream rises to the top, the best players will play. I agree I, that they do need to probably get another four, though. Um, and I, I think they will. I have a few things to add, but let's take a quick break. Can we break. take a break? Oh, oh that's why we oh, do the show. Right. We'll be right back. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Okay, I have a few things about Joe Harris, and then I want to do a, a depth chart thing. But just since we're on the depth chart thing, let's just do it now. This is uh, this is from your story today. This is a uh, James Edwards III predicted depth chart as of right now, as it stands. Yes, and, ma- and make sure I, that you note that I added the caveat I still think they do a trade or two before the start of the season. And that's the, yep, that's the next, that's the, that's what we're going to go into right after this. Cade, Ivy, Bogey, Stu, Duran, first unit. Second unit, Monte Morris, Alec Burks, Joe Harris, Liv, Bagley. And then the remainder, third unit, Kill, Sasser, Asar, James Wiseman. James, I got to tell you, dude, when I was looking at that, I like, did like a triple take. I read it three times over and I was like, do we have a squad? Like, is this team, like, like you said, that's, that's no, you 10, relax. that's 10. I'm not talking about damn 50 games here, but, but 30, that's 30. <laughs> and like, I hate to get excited about that, but at least, you know, I'm being for real and I understand no, I where the team is at. And so no, it's, it's encouraging to see that they're, that they're trending in the right direction. There's a lot of guys on that team that I'm excited to see play. Um, one thing as, as it relates to a trade that I want to bring up, did I put uh, Bagley, did I put Bagley ahead of Wiseman? Yes. Bagley was a second unit, second unit. I don't know if I redid that. I might read if I wrote it over, I might redo that. Mm, I I, I just could see Monty, depending on how Wiseman looks at summer league, I could just see Monty assuming Bagley still on the team. And we'll talk about that. I'm sure I could just see Monty trusting Bagley more than Wiseman. I think he is still going to be on the team for what it's worth. But I want to say, you know, when when you and I briefly texted about Joe Harris the other day, it's like one of the things I said to you was I wanted Detroit to use the cap space in a trade with like an un, quote unquote unfavorable contract to get some more picks in exchange. I didn't think that we'd only have to send like $110,000 and Balsa Coprovica, Montverde legend to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, People were upset because they were like, well, second-round picks don't matter. Nobody cares about those picks. They're a million years in the future. My response to that is I don't think you've been paying attention to the NBA. I do not believe that you have read a single trade that's happened in the last six months. Because two had... two second-round picks just got the Pacers Obi Toppin. Bro, Jay Crowder went for five. The Sadiq Wiseman trade had five in it. It wasn't that long ago that second round picks were going like hotcakes. So even if you do want to make those picks, that's cool. But if you don't want to make those picks and you want to you want to attach them to an Alec Burks, to a to a Bogdanovich, to a Marvin Bagley, I think you'd be surprised at what that could get you. Yeah, I mean, in the NBA you have to trade something to in a trade. Like the Pistons couldn't just take Monty Morris. They had to trade something, so they took one of the second round picks that they got extras of. Mm-hmm. It's it, there's value to that. 
Um, yeah, I, I just think that it's July, just turned July. They don't have to complete their roster till October. I believe they do another move or two. Mm-hmm. If they don't, this just doubles, triples down what Troy has said about Livers and Stewart. He believe if Stu can shoot how I think he can shoot, this we're not having this conversation, right? Yeah. If Livers can stay healthy, we're not. If Livers can stay healthy, I'm not saying he's Cam Johnson. I'm not saying that, but their their archetype's the same. It's it's Cam Johnson adjacent. It's their archetype archetype is the same, and Troy clearly and he said it publicly. He said it to me when we talked in Paris, and it was in a story. This is somebody they see as part of the core. Like, if Livers develops and stays healthy, that's a nice, cheap Cam Johnson that you have, right? Um, so, it's very clear that the Pistons believe in, this is, again, I've said it before, this is how sustained mid to small markets make their money. Drafting well and developing those talents will solve all the issues. Um... I just think the biggest thing, and I don't know if, and we just see a lot on Twitter, right? So it's, it's. I would imagine a lot of them are younger fans, and it all kind of goes back to the the lack of, of of patience, right? Aside from just wanting the team to be better, like I just want to root for a winner. Understandably, I get it. The, even this weekend. Like Troy's like this can't be it. Troy's got to make another move, fam. It's July third. They don't play real basketball until October twenty something. They don't have to make a move right now. How do you know they're not plotting for a big trade? Like, tell here. So to, so here's here's my question to you. And I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying if you're Detroit, who would you rather have, Cam Johnson or OG Ananobi? OG Ananobi. So why go get Cam, not saying that they play the same position, but why go get Cam and spend $120 million when there looks like there's a chance OG Ananobi becomes available like, and you take yourself maybe out of the running? Um, I just think this front office this summer so far has done a good job of asset management, keeping flexibility, still getting better around the margins. I think that was a lot of things – that's been one thing people have criticized Troy for is is the stuff around the margins. I think this summer they had a good summer around the margins. Um, so far, it's early, and they they're they're able to strike for a trade. So, I, I again, they didn't have a home run off season. They didn't have a piss poor off season so far. It's been solid. But what's important to me, if I were a fan, is oh. They're not just they're not just giving money because they can give money and bringing me a role player. They're not they're not they've learned from their mistakes, right? Tom at the end of the day, Tom Gorris is the owner and he's the one that's like if Tom said, "All right, we need to speed this up." They're going to speed it up. He did it in the past. This it's it's clear that they're learning from their mistakes. It's trying to speed up the process or trying to get better without building from within first is the reason that they're here. 
And it's very clear to me this weekend showed that, oh, we don't really want to overpay for any of these role players. So let's get role players for free and continue to hope our, our players develop. So, and another thing, if the Pistons really wanted to go after Cam Johnson, they would. His old coach is here. I would imagine that if anybody knows if Cam Johnson can regularly play more than 65 games in a season, he would know. I'm sure there was probably some he- – I'm, I'm not reporting. I'm just connecting dots. Unfiltered he, speculation. Return that Unfiltered segment. speculation. If if everybody on board was, was, was uh, sure that his health would hold up over the, the duration of a contract or be useful, like he could give you 65 games, like 70 games a year, I think he they would have probably tried to be more aggressive with it. Uh, to me, it, that signals that's like I think we'd probably be better off spending our money elsewhere or, or trying to strike uh, at a different opportunity. I got a question. Actually, let me say this first. Yeah, man, like it is really demoralizing to win 17 games, fall to the fifth pick. But when you make the moves that we made over the weekend and you do what you did in the draft, and like we talked about a few weeks ago, like when my co- when my GM and my owner sit on that podium and they're like, no, we're serious and we want to try, and the guy they're pointing to at the end of the podium is is Monty Williams, like it feels good. And I, and I feel like as a fan, I'm I'm being taken care of. You know what I mean? And we've all talked about it ad nauseum. We're beating a dead horse that it's an overdue process. This, you know, the 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 proper rebuild when it's done the right way, that's what we needed. You can't judge the caterpillar and rave about the butterfly. The process is the process Ooh. and it takes some time to get there, right? I don't want to be Houston. I don't want to be them right now. But I do have a question for you as it pertains can to Can I just add on that really quick? Yeah. Just cuz it'll be quick. I think one thing that gets lost in in the Pistons rebuild, everyone's like they've been rebuilding for 15 years, and we say it all the time. No, they have not been rebuilding for 15 years. Prior to the last four, they just sucked. Yeah. They tried to win by giving Andre Drummond the max, by signing Charlie Villanueva and Ben Gordon, by trading for Blake Griffin. It's not rebuilding. It's trying to win. You can't – Troy and his crew came in here, and they are trying to rebuild the right way from drafting – high-end players on rookie-scale salaries and developing them that way so that you can build out a roster and have sustained uh, sustained success. That's rebuilding, and that's what they've doing, and they've only been doing that for four years. You can't tell Troy to hurry up because I'm upset I haven't watched my team win a playoff game in 16 years because whatever happened before him is not his fault. He's here to clean that up. Um, Damn, I had one more good point. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It was about the rebuild, Caterpillar, Butterfly. <sighs> Trading, second-round picks, drafting, free agency. Oh, hold on. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming okay, back. we're getting there. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. We're pondering. No, go ahead. Say what you're going to say, and I'll try to think about it. Okay, as it pertains to the Joe Harris trade, when a team gets cash considerations, does Joe, does Joseph Sy like redirect that to concessions or to like retail spaces within the arena? Like, where do cash considerations go? To Tom's bank account. It that is that actually all that it is? It's just like team revenue. Yeah, it's team revenue. So does does that mean Tom can be like, now I have an extra hundred thousand dollars I can throw at Cam Johnson, or not Tom, but Joseph Sy? No, you can't. 
you can't use it toward the cap. The cap's okay. the cap. What's, I mean, he's paying he's paying him with that money, I guess. Yeah, but right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another question I had. You know, we really quickly got a lot of guards on this team. A lot. And I just want to... See, you say it like it's a bad thing. No, no, no. Well, hold on. For what I'm about to say, and for a certain hive, I think it is a bad thing. I, It's over. Oh. It, It's over for him. It's over for Killian, and I think that it will happen before October. My question to you is, if if it's over, how does it happen? Right, though? That's- because, listen, Obi Toppin, who hasn't been great to start his career, but he's played minutes on a playoff team, got was had for two second-round picks. I think it would be fair to say that Obi's had a better start to his career than Killian. Would you be pissed if they just like gave Killian away for nothing? I I'm or, like or, they're they're not gonna cut him, like it's not gonna be that. But when that notification comes through and and the deal's done, I'm not expecting Patrick Williams walking through the door. You know what I mean? Like if it's like the Pels are like here's five hundred thousand dollars, and and Troy's like yeah sure, it's not gonna surprise me because where are those minutes supposed to come from? I just, I just don't, I just, I think, I think we've seen enough over the last three years of like, yeah, you know, if he, if he gets it together this summer and he puts it together and he kind of lights it up in camp and, and we'll see if he can carve some minutes out. It's like, I just think the experiment's kind of over. So if you'll indulge me, let's do a, a premature in memoriam. Is the Oklahoma City half court bounce pass going to go down as Killian's best play as a piston? Because it's over. Let's just do it now. Play the music. It's over. <laughs> it's not over. There is, there is re- well, I don't know if it's over. There's reason to believe that they hold on to him. He has one year left on his rookie deal. He is only 21. There's the fear, the possibility of him going somewhere else and figuring it out. Maybe they just like play out this year, make him earn minutes. Maybe they maybe bringing in Monty and Sasser is to make him sweat and to make him get. Mm. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know that, but I, I, me, and this isn't a Flint bias. I can't see why Monty's here if he's not the backup point guard. No, hundred percent. And I don't see why, if Burks is on this roster come the start of the season, why he's not playing. And then I can't see why at that point maybe they play Killian instead of Joe Harris, but then where are you going to play Asar? Liver sounds like he's – like, I don't – It gets weird. It, it just doesn't make sense where he plays, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to – if he's better than Monty Morris this summer, he's going to play if he's on the team. Yeah, I, you know, if I, I guess if I think critically – and not emotionally, it is probably just the most likely that they're like, we lose nothing by just letting the contract burn up and letting him go somewhere else next July. God forbid it's like San Antonio, because that would worry me. Give Popovich another French point guard with Victor Wembanyama. I don't know how I'd feel about that. That's like Tony Parker, Boris Diaw 2.0. Well, okay, why am I calling Killian Tony Parker and Wembanyama Boris Diaw with all due respect? Uh, <laughs> I Actually, you know what? This actually did just kind of come to me. I'm not expecting, like you said... 
for us to sign anybody, but that does also mean what's going on with Tory Craig and what's going on with Rodney Magruder. At this point, I don't think we need Rodney anymore Tory, either. Tory Craig signed 20 minutes before we recorded. Holy smokes, did he really? To the Bulls. Mm. Where you where you live. Uh, let me chew on that. Do I like... Oh, talk about Rodney Magruder while I chew on that. What's going on? I don't know. I would assume that if Rodney can't get an opportunity to play elsewhere, um, that the Detroit Pistons will welcome back with open arms. Yeah, I guess it's not like, oh, are we gonna? How, why would he come back? We can't carve minutes. I forgot that's not why he's here. He's just here to yeah. be a break glass in case of emergency for the kiddos. And a shout out to the guy on Reddit who was like, Rodney Magruder working out in Miami. Hope he has a breakout year. I'm like, he's like 36. No, he's not. Breakout year for for who? He's not 36. He's my age. Don't do that. Sorry, he's 31. I didn't realize Joe Harris was 31. I thought he was still. I tell you what, dude. Andre Drummond still being 29 is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. People what say do you that mean? every year, but you have to think. He came in the league at 17. Oh, you're right. He was like, you're right. Yeah, he was young. People always say that. I mean, maybe it's because I covered him like I and I know, but. Yeah, he's. I mean, it does feel like he's older, but it makes sense. Yeah, he came in the league at seventeen. Let's take a quick break. I was, bro. I was. The words, the first syllable was about to come. Ah, this is, I beat you. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Okay, uh, to wrap up the show today, well, let me. I was going to do like a last 10, 15 minutes on just general NBA free agency, but let's just quickly rack our brains, make sure we've covered all of our bases here. What do you what is there anything that needs to happen before the start of the season to you? What do we have like 7 million left? I think so. Uh they have a roster spot open. Uh does there have to be like Do you think do you think Bagley and or, Bagley or Wiseman one of them like has to go or do you like because both ones they're both not like the healthiest do you just keep both just to make sure you have depth? Exactly. Exactly that, right? And it's funny how – and credit to someone One now, of them won't play and they'll be upset, but – For sure. And if that person's not Marvin, you feel kind of bad on that contract. But then you look at – like, does this last weekend make you feel better about the Marvin Bagley contract? Yeah. I mean, I never – I never – if Troy's worst move so far was giving Marvin Bagley $12 million a year, like – it's it's that's a lot different not, than yeah. giving that's not that's a lot different than giving like I said John Luer Langston Galloway and Bojan Marjanovic eighty million dollars in the summer that's a lot different that doesn't hinder you as bad 
is there but is there anything that i need us to do um i mean i feel good about like there is that part of you that's like you know you hear a report from like from you today even where it's like yeah the roster is like like there could be another trade or two but like for the most part this is what you're getting i do hate hearing that on july 3rd when free agency's only been open, no. it's like, oh, no, it's already I done. I, think okay. there, I said I think there is a trade. No, no, no. I, I'm a, a, I know. Make a trade. But it's like there is that part of it where free agency, like, it. first of all, it didn't help that this class wasn't very interesting to begin with. I would also argue next season is also not very interesting. Um, right, but there's always disgruntled stars. A hundred percent. And I'm going to be curious to see who that's going to be. Because or it's not like, even stars, but players better than Cam Johnson. Like, like OG, OG and like OG and Obi, exactly. Yeah. Or, or if our maybe our plan jumps in phase a little early in the whole Devin Booker thing, the last remaining star to not run from the grind, by the way, Devin Booker, clock's ticking on that. I think. I don't think it's next summer. I think it's. I think we're still two summers out, but it's coming. Well, it depends on how bad it goes. Like if they don't even make it, if they don't even have a puncher's chance at winning the title, then I'm sure conversations happen. You got to give them credit, though, because they recovered in free agency pretty well, putting that team together. They did do well. They did do well. I still worry about them in the playoffs. Like, you have to have, like, actual depth, and I just am trying to envision Yuta trying to guard. Uh, Aaron like, Gordon? I don't know. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Or Drew Eubanks trying. You know what I mean? Like, they're fine. It'll get you through the regular season. I just worry that they're going to run down the starters, and it's just going to be blah. But we'll see. They did a good job. I agree. Lakers did a good job. Indiana did a good job. I am furious at how good Indiana has been. And I'm also furious. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Now that you go ahead. Indiana. Go ahead. Go ahead. So people might listen to this and be like, well, Indiana, they rebuilt. They Look where they are. And we say this all the time on the pod, right? I think it's, it's good to reiterate because we have new listeners. We have people that some people don't listen every episode. Some people don't read every story. And they may not like have connected the dots. The Pistons had no assets whatsoever when they started the rebuild. They started from below zero. The Orlando Magic had Nikola Vucevic. Got him two two first-round picks. One of them ended up being Franz Wagner. Indiana, you guys have to remember. Indiana drafted Paul George. He played there, had success. Then they traded Paul George to Oklahoma City. Do you remember who they got back in that deal? Victor Oladipo. And? Mm, Sabonis. DeMontis Sabonis. Yeah. What a a haul. What a great trade in retrospect. Wow. Both of which became all-stars in Indiana. Yeah. How did they get Tyrese Halliburton, the new face of their franchise? Uh, Sabonis. (laughs) Oklahoma City. A team on the rise. Have a top 15, 20 player in the NBA last season. I'd say top 10. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You like him. How did they get Shea Gilgis-Alexander? The Paul George. Wow, look at, what a, look at you. Nice, dude. Keep going. Paul George. The Paul George trade. And they got Paul George because they drafted well and had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Literally, <laughs> every single team... That is considered rebuilding. Had a guy to kickstart the rebuild. That allowed you to. Rockets had Harden. Um, 
Sacramento drafted Halliburton. They drafted Fox. Orlando. They did they they drafted Vucevic or they had him young. Like he grew up in Orlando. Like he became an asset in Orlando. Vucevic. Aaron Gordon. They traded Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. That is why Detroit has to build this the right way. You don't just when you're a market like that, you you're not going to get the big name free agent. And if you try to do too much, you end up with nothing. You have to draft right to either have one of those guys turn into your Dame Lillard or you turn him into your Paul George. That's just how this works when you're one of those markets. The Pistons didn't do that for over a decade. They've started the process now since Troy took over, taken over, taken over, whatever. All of these teams that are considered rebuilding or have you, you consider passed up the Pistons, it's because they either – had a young player that they drafted that turned into a trade for an all-star or they drafted somebody that turned into an all-star. That's how you build. Not by giving role players $150 million. This might be a Mount Rushmore podcast for James. This is a good pod from you, dude. I appreciate it. And I'm expecting like people to, I've just been getting like killed the last week, but I think you're nailing this. I'm, I'm agreeing. I mean, I do too. I don't think what I'm saying is like, I'm sure you do, (laughs) No, no, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to argue with, it's hard to have conversations with people who are just like only see, see it one way. Right. Yeah. Don't see that Cam Johnson doesn't play 60 games or that he is at best a third or fourth option on a team. And I'm not giving that person $120 million. So, and this isn't stuff I'm saying again just because they didn't get him. I wrote that literally in the story before free agency that I have reservations about paying. I'd rather have paid Harrison Barnes, right? Barnes wasn't leaving Sacramento, it looks like. So, yeah, I just uh, – I understand why fans want their team to be good. That's sports. They want to have something to root for. But I also think it's disingenuous to act like the Pistons for the first time in a long time aren't making, like, smart financial moves. Uh, and I just want to make sure that I just, I, that should be pointed out because I'm right. I've been writing from the perspective of somebody who's watched this organization fall for the last 15 years. And they fell because they didn't draft. They fell because they overpaid role players when they didn't need to, or they thought they were better than they were when they were doing what the Rockets did. The fact that they, didn't overspend or go all in on a guy that's not going to change the fate of your franchise, I think is a step in the right direction of how fans should see that they are running things differently. And they're trying. It's Again, we don't know if it's going to happen because it comes down to the success of Cade, Ivy, Dern, whatever, Osser. But they're trying to build it the right way for the first time. So uh, that's my spiel. I got one. But James, you're a slappy. You're carrying Troy's backpack. No, I just I honestly don't think what I'm saying is crazy. Like I really don't. Hashtag mouthpiece. I got one thing. Oh, that, that drives I... me insane. Like trying to like bring reason to like level headness to the conversation, you get called a mouthpiece just drives me insane. New merch idea. It's it just says it's Bunny Cardigan on the front logo and then it just says 
like first team all mouthpiece on the back. Whoa, pause. Whoa, wait a second. Hey, yo. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Self pause moment right there. Hey, yo. <laughs> I got right, Jalen Green. I got. I don't believe those videos are real. I don't believe they are real. I don't think it's them. It doesn't look that like that. Is them? It it's not new. No, I know. I'm assuming it's from when they were like 17, 60. Like they were probably yeah, like Team kids. USA stuff. It just doesn't. I mean, it's the back of them. Right. The hollering was crazy, though. No, Why? it's not. You can see Jalen's face. I Maybe I need to see. Is there a different angle on this that we can get? Let's go to the booth. I'll, I'll send you. Yeah, send me the right. You got this on You got this on standby? You got these Jalen vid- Green, Josh Christopher videos on, offhand? You got them bookmarked? Uh, they were selling them Blu-ray on, uh, on, on, on <laughs> Jefferson. Yeah, because yeah, you know they don't. You know Pistons or Detroiters don't mess with Houston right now, so they're trying to get it out to the public. Uh, I got one thing that I thought of that I do want the Pistons to do before October, and I think it's a good one. I think it's a reasonable one, and I think there's a, a 60% chance that it happens. It's boring, but I think it's the right thing to do. Leave Harry do- Giles alone. <laughs> what is he up to right now? No. Uh, do the, do the stew extension. Get it done. He deserves it. Get it done. Don't wait. Pay him. I think it's coming. Do you think... It's an ex- I think a trade I was going to ask do you think an extension happens first or a trade happens first but I think a trade happens first cuz I don't think I think they're going to wait until when's camp August I think they'll wait until then to do it so that he can No, camp's not till end of September. What? Yeah, media day is not till the 26th usually and that's the start of training camp. They don't play till October 20th. No, I know. So what am I thinking a, of? I don't know. Chicken is Taquitos from 7-Eleven? I, dude, on a quick... I'm, I'm so sorry that this is about to be off track. I did want to mention this on the pod because I needed you to know this. Two nights ago, I got... I was, this is a Saturday night. You know, I'm like, I'm feeling myself. I get two slices from 7-Eleven. I haven't done that in, I, in God knows how long. I couldn't... I got through the first one. It's like, I physically can't eat the second one. So I'm growing. My palate's Slices growing. of pizza or taquitos? I could hammer the taquitos still, but the pizza, I, I just couldn't. Oh, it's good when yeah. it's fresh, but it had been there since like 3 o'clock and it was 9. 7-Eleven pizza's never good. If it's fresh, 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 they just pulled it out of the oven, I can eat it and be like, it's pizza. Like, it's it's for $2. It's fine. Good for you. Good for your stomach. Do I'd you, like to see what that looks like. Pause. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you have um, you got any Dame takes for us? I'm sure you got a good one. One yeah. that hasn't been circulated by everybody else. Uh, I think he goes to one of these two teams. You ready? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. wait. Well, I have a Dame theory. I got one, too. Go for it. I tweeted it. I don't know if I was the first to tweet it or not. I think he waited to do the trade request so Jeremy got paid. Yeah, I am so – I don't – People are. Why would? Why else would the Blazers give him 160 million? Because Joe Cronin doesn't want a bad team. Because the owner, I'm forgetting, they don't want a bad team. That's what this is. I don't. But like the timeline has since come out that Dame meets with the team two days before the draft. If they didn't want a bad team, they would have traded pick number three and kept Damian Lillard. That's why Joe Cronin is a snake. You like who knows? Who knows what they're going? The dude is is a habitual liar. But the one thing that. (laughs) That he is consistent with right now, if there's anything, is that he's like, we want to be good. And the evidence to support that is locking in Jeremy, even if it's 
way too long and way too much money. They still have Anthony Simons. They just got Scoot, right? Your, arg- your argument is killed by them having Dame and still drafting at three. If they wanted to be good, they could have been good. I agree, but like, really think about it. What was three going to get you? That's not getting you Jalen Brown. Like, what's that getting you? That's 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 helping. Keep Maybe Dame. it gets you OG or Pascal. Maybe, but I'm then sure it does. You have Jeremy Grant though, and I don't know, dude. I OG like, at the two, Jeremy at the three or at the four. OG at the three, Jeremy at the four, Pascal at the three, Jeremy at the four. Does it doesn't matter? I just think I, I think Dame got his boy paid, and then so either one or two things happen, or one of three things. There was reports out there that Dame wanted to do it on Monday, but they asked him not to. Yeah. So either they knew it was coming, they didn't Which believe they had it. To have. They had to have. I don't know, though, because they just gave Jeremy $160 million in our trading day. Because they're like, okay, whatever we get in return has to be an all-star package. That's why I say you have Simons, you have Scoot, you have Jeremy under contract. That's Go fair. Get so, that's where, so that's where I'm going with this. Boston for Jalen Brown straight up. Or Toronto. For Scotty, Gary Trent, Cap Filler, blah, blah, blah. Then you roll if you're Toronto. You Masai, I think Masai wants to win so bad. If you're if you're Toronto, you try to do the Kawhi thing again. But this time you're putting Dame around the type of players that he never really had in Portland. Three or two way wings in OG and Pascal, and then you have Potal at center. I, I do it, like that one a little bit better than Jalen Brown. Who do you not like the Jalen Brown one for, Portland or Boston? I don't think I like it. For, I mean, it's not that I don't like it for either side. I don't like it. Well, I don't like it for Jalen Brown. I don't want him to be relegated to Portland. Hold on. Portland's my second favorite city. Portland's – I love everything about Portland and the team and the uniforms and the players that they have. It just doesn't – I don't like the idea of him being separated from Jason Tatum. My thing about, like, is well, there a – He should learn to use his left hand. <laughs> is there a world where Joe Cronin for the 80th time in the last calendar year goes back on his word and is as anti-accommodating to Dame as he can be and like makes an example out of the situation? And I don't, I don't mean- think he needs to make an example, but I, I think they should send Dame to a good team. It doesn't need to be like if you send Dame to, to, to the Wizards, uh, they're not going to do that. That's messed up. Right. Agreed. But Minnesota? I was thinking the same thing for Cat. Toronto? Boston? Yes. The returns are better. Cat and stuff, I should say. Can I give you my one million degree take? And it might be, it's a tough take. I just, I might need you to bring me back down to earth. This is how serious I am about Dame not going to Miami. Yeah. If I'm Joe Cronin and, and Pat Riley's calling me and it's like, we want Dame, I'm saying, send me Spo. I want Ooh, Eric. I, like I want Eric Spolstra because I don't want Tyler Hero. I'm not interested in this three team trade where we get no, Hero. No, send me Spo and Spo and uh, Hero. Yeah, instead of Hero and like three of Brooklyn's picks, give me Hero, Spo, and and one or two of 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 those picks. Because and then you just do whatever you want with Chauncey. But if I'm Portland, 
I'm going to be so headstrong and not sending him to Miami that I want a King's ransom. I want Eric Spolstra. I love that take. That's one I haven't heard. A million degrees. It'll never happen, but that's a good that's a good one. Like I would ask for it too, and just to hear them laugh. But I would do it. You have to, right? Yeah, it'd be fun. You got to set the market. I don't know. It's um, it's that's a good. That's one of your better like. That's one of your better wild takes. You like that's it? That's a good I, one. I, I that's stuck a good one. Landing. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it does feel weird to finally have this relationship kind of bubble up, and now Blazers fans are just like the most miserable. And like revisionist fans in the league right think, now, are they miserable? I don't think they're miserable. I think they just want it to end. R slash Rip City at least is very miserable. They're talking the most shit about Damon. It's insane. Yeah, that's wild. But listen, fan ain't short for fantastic. Short for fanatic. We got nice. We got into a little little skirmish over the Bruce Brown contract. I think I won. I think I sold you that it is an awesome contract, especially now that it's come out that he. It's didn't awesome just for get, the Pacers. Well, now it's awesome. That's what I was gonna say. Is now that we also know that the second year is a team option. Like yeah, I, I, I think this is win win for all parties involved. I mean, it's basically an expiring deal. Yeah. Uh, if I'm Bruce, I would have tried to get like. Like, why is Dylan Brooks getting four for 80, but Bruce is not? Weird, right? I'd much rather have Bruce. Agreed. I yeah. don't know. Do you think there's think a there world? I think there's a bag out there for him to get. Like, we've been really focused on the when is Dallas going to do the DeAndre Ayton trade? When are they going to do the Miles Turner trade? Miles ain't happening. When are they going to do the Zubots trade? When's that going to happen? I like that for them way more than I like the Aiden thing. Uh, I don't know. It seems I wouldn't mind that. I'd rather have him than Aiden. I think the worst report in terms of what I hated the most that came out over the weekend was that Jared Allen is sneaky gettable. Because I'm like, if you go back and look at the Harden to Brooklyn mega trade where Karras and Jared Allen got redirected to Cleveland. Like, out of all of the pieces involved in that trade and, like, the four teams that were involved, Jared Allen ended up being the most valuable asset out of all of them. And it's kind of it's kind of wild to me that that's even in the conversation. So if I'm Dallas at this point, I mean, what do they have to throw, right? But if I'm Dallas, I'm making a call about Jared Allen 100%. And I, and I was talking to Matthew about this. Is there... How off base am I if I'm like Jalen Duran right now is like baby Jared Allen with less range? Uh, I mean, you you definitely hope Duran can be Allen. I think Allen's further ahead off defensively. Well, he's a uh, yeah baby Jared Allen. He's 19 years yeah, old, so yeah. I think yeah, I I think that'd be a great outcome for Jalen Duran. And for me too, because then I'd get to watch him on my on my uh, on my basketball. Oh, team. we saw I saw braidless braidless Duran in person today. Oh, really? First time without <laughs> I haven't seen him since he cut the braids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else? Stu did look a little leaner. Um, the one thing you want to talk about mechanics and jump shots? Maybe you'll you'll have to verify this next time you're in the gym with all these guys. You'll have to make a mental note of this. I wrote this in my phone. After the Monte Morris thing became official, I was like, okay, so between Harris and Morris, they immediately just became the two most prettiest jumpers on the team, mechanically. 
I think it's Joe Harris one, Morris two. Everyone else on our team shoots really gross. Well, not no, bogey, don't. but not bogey, but I don't think Stu shoots gross. I don't. I think so. I don't think Liver shoots gross. It's fine. Burks is is wet, but it's it's a it's a little more line drive. I would say Harris and Bogey, probably the best looking jumpers. Joe Harris has a burner, dude. I'm so excited for that. I cannot believe he's on my team. Like the, the third... All right, don't overdo it. Let's let's get out of here before you go crazy. Because he's a much on no all star. Of course, I'm going to go nuts. Joe Those Harris guys... doesn't get that. I can't believe he's on my basketball team treatment. Like smiling was, through it all. I like the move for what it meant financially or flexibility wise, and still adding a piece that was needed. But we're not doing that. I can't believe he's on. Like you save that for like OG Ananobi or <laughs> Cade. Or like, yeah, Cade. Yeah, like not Joe Harris. I think I even said it about RJ. And then fast forward six months, three months later, I was like, he's not even on the team. Why is he congratulating Asar? Who cares? Yeah. Go away, yeah, RJ. You, you got mad at him for being a good person. I said, if they're boys in real life, disregard it. And I'm pretty sure they are. I mean, maybe they... Oh, Sasser. Oh, so... Somebody today asked Marcus Sasser if he was like... If him and Kate played against each other, he's from Texas as well. And he was like... Yeah, we played. I think I was a senior and Cade was a freshman. We played in high school. And I asked him after he answered, I was like, "How many? How many?" I was like, "How many buckets did you get?" He's like, "I had thirty that game." Ooh. And we're all kind of like, we all laughed, of course, because the way he said it. But then, like afterward, we're all kind of thinking, like, I wonder if it really happened like that. Like, if we yeah. asked Cade, would that happen? And then, so shout out to xo underscore keel on Twitter. He replied to that tweet with a tweet screenshot. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Bowie survives Red Oak 82-77. Kenning Jen- Kevin Jennings explodes for 27, and Cade Cunningham has 20 with double-double for Bowie. Marcus Sasser Jr. Jr. leads all scorers with 32 for Red Oak. He undersold it. He was he was humble, and he undersold he had, it. He also didn't tell us Cade had a double-double, but yeah, <laughs> Sasser had 32. <laughs> he wasn't lying. Shout out to Marcus. That's the thing that that that's what I was the joke I made up at the top about why it stinks that Balsa's not here anymore, even though I don't care. Is he played with Kate at Montverde Academy? That's why it stinks. Like you just think Kate needs a friend. Like yeah, I don't yeah. Go ahead. That's where we. That's when. That's the new thing. Like we're, at the end, because we go random. When your most ridiculous take is where we're ending it. So and when I lose, that you, oh. So you're telling me you don't have uh, James's Mandela effect corner this week? You don't have oh. any Mandela effects for us? No, Was that I a don't. hit segment? I don't know how people. I don't know if people like that or not. People tweeted about it. Yeah, there was a couple. <laughs> I forgot about that. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review, rate five stars, subscribe if you're feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.